just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. We humble ourselves before you. We pray that your word will be a blessing to us. In Jesus' mighty name, God's people, please say amen. Please take your seats. How many know that this month has been a blessing? September and uh, this coming Sunday that's a week today that's on the 3rd we are going to grant September with an anointing service okay so those who are clapping may yours be double so I want us to prepare and then, so it will be from 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Sunday, from 4 o'clock in the afternoon to 7 p.m. So let's, we'll come to church and then go home and then come for the anointing service. God is going to bless us. That same Sunday, we are blessed to honor one of God's favorite Anointed generals who happens to be our father. Yem Papa Oda Asafuyano, a year prophet Dagiwood Mills. He has been a blessing. You know, can somebody help me with these books? Jack Kashon? He has written powerful books that those times when he was writing, little did we know, say, it was going to practically happen. Please, the top one, only the loyalty series. Sorry for. So, I, I, please, I'm saying something very critical, so listen to me. And today I look at these books. Yes, Sean, I look at these books and I realize that all the things that he has written in them are practically happening. At Wendo Tisia for the past eight weeks, I've been preaching on series from these loyalty books. I started talking from loyalty and disloyalty, and then I went to the other, those dangerous sons, then I went to those who leave you, then, and all others. And today, I want to end on one, which is those who accuse you. And I am sure, sir, by the time I'm done, you clap better than you are clapping now. Because if you look at what is going on in Ghana now, it's almost like, like the, those of you who are connected to current affairs. There are some six pastors from our ministry who have been offended, like Minister Gershon was saying. And then when they got offended, they decided to 
betray and then hate prophet in the church. And today, those six pastors have become something else. Not knowing that what they are exhibiting today was written in a book, in one of these loyalty books. Same. I mean, same. Like, as, he, as he's writing, there will come a time you will maybe a son and then you will be offended. Same. I said, hey, prophet, you know, you have levels. I want us to stand to our feet and clap for our father and honor him and honor him and honor him and honor him. This clapping is not a normal clapping. Clap for the Lord's gift. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please take your seat. And, and, uh, I think my sound, I don't know, but can it get better? Mr. Duncan. Okay. So today I'm looking at those who accuse you. An interesting, very, very interesting subject. Chapter 7 of the book. And I wanted to start preaching from 8.45 to allow me to finish. So if I don't, if the time is up and I'm not finished, I'll finish. Amen. So today I'll try not to preach. I'm just reading. Because what I will say is here. So listen. The title is Why Accusations Are Powerful. Do you know, every church is supposed to have what Jesus called love. A church without love is a church that does not have a future. Can I have an amen? amen. A better amen? amen. Your loudest amen. amen. But Satan, knowing what churches stand for, will do everything to bring confusion into the church. So you have a church, whether it's Pentecost, whether it's Presby, whether it's Methodist, whether it's Lighthouse, whether it's Anakazo Assembly, whatever the church name is, starts very nicely. And then with time, you have some few wranglings and confusions in the church. That is one of the ways to stop the church from becoming what God wants it to be. And one of the ways Satan does that is to use this weapon called accusation. Accusation. And you know, in John chapter 8, I want to start reading from verse 1. It's not in the book, but it's a very important scripture for us to take note of. Okay, so John chapter 8, quickly, verse 1. Look at this true story. Jesus went onto the Mount of Olives. Take note of what I'm going to share with you because this may be one of the major messages I've heard this year. Or see, verse 2, we are going up to verse 11. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. Obinka, Amen. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. That means that this woman was caught. And then he said, Oh, said, Oh, have sex but this one he said that caught in the very act caught in the very act caught in the very act verse 5 
And Bible says that now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Verse 6. This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. So some people even come to church wanting to accuse the man of God. But Jesus stooped down. So Jesus went down. (laughs) And with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Next verse. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Do you agree with me that, Sister, yeah, what did he buy Jesus in China? And Papa said, It is true that he was caught in the act. I can't see your hands. Am I talking to human beings? Is it true that, according to the Bible, is it true that he was caught in the act? So, why would somebody who has been caught in the act, the next verse I'm going to read, Jesus described that the person was being accused. My question is very important. My question is very important. So, I'm trying to say that there are times that accusations have a basis. But God still causes accusation. And tell when we say stay alone, boy, your mind, we will say, ah, young friend in court, yes, you are, yes, But they were also taking this sister who truly has been caught in the act to also tempt Jesus and have a basis to accuse Jesus, who had nothing done that he had done wrong. Indeed, there may be times that the accusation does not have a basis, but there will be times that the accusation have a basis. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Very important. So he says that, so when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Verse 9. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst. Look at the next verse. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those then accusers? Where are those your accusers? Today my teaching is very, very important. Because some of you, what you don't know is that Satan has used your experience to accuse you that you have become weak. Upon some agenda back against all of us is to use sometimes your mistakes to accuse you. Sometimes, no, it's not even through a human being. Because of some accusations that keep coming, sometimes the people who accuse you either directly saying something against you or acting it against you. Sometimes people even move from one place to another. They change their residence because of something that has happened at another place that they know that people are using against them. 
But today, by this teaching, I'm praying that God will deliver you from the power of accusation. If you believe, it, shout Amen. Because God said that accusation is from the devil. Satan is called the accuser of the brethren or the accuser amongst the brethren. Jesus said, judge ye no man. And so, what I'm going to be reading to you will give you a deeper revelation of what God expects of you to know. So he says that, woman, where are those thine accusers? Has no man condemned thee? In the last verse, she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. My country will be all to me. I dear me, I suffer Christ. Me chini will be it's God's nature to hate such things because you see, Jesus, and that is what Jesus said, where are your accusers? He said, look, I, I never condemn you or I do not con- uh, accuse you. I'm not saying you have fault. Yes, you have. Go and sin no more. But for the fact that these people wanted everybody to know that this is what you have done. It's not a good thing. It's not a, it is not God. And some of you are looking at me, you are good at that. Who you are before? Who you are before? Or Bema before? Or Bab before? Ah. What you want? How do I know? No, no, no. And I may papa, wouldn't you papa ye cry? Hey, come on too. Wouldn't you know why? Wouldn't you know why? There is nobody under the sun who has never sinned. And nobody under the sun who is not weak. All of us, as we are moving and coming, we all have issues. Everybody. Your issues, sometimes your issues are seen visibly. Sometimes your issues are under the table. Just like my few bushes. Who was sitting by the table with her lame leg, his lame, uh, but people could not see. I, this message is our last Sunday message because as the church advances, we must be careful not to be used by the devil to accuse people. Because the church is not a place where God says that everybody in the church is perfect. It's a place where people have issues. And when we come to church, through the teaching and the preaching and the worshiping and all that, God works on us. Can you call for Jesus? So, today's message is in honor of Bishop Dagwood Mills. Now listen, why accusations are powerful? The giant trembles. I have often wondered why accusations have the effects they do. So one day, I had the privilege of interacting with a great man of God. This man was a true spiritual giant. A true spiritual giant. He had accomplished many things for the Lord. As he took us around his facilities, I was amazed at the things that God had accomplished through him. As we walked and drove around the various buildings, he made certain remarks which made me sad. He seemed to be defending his reputation. He seemed to want to explain himself 
to us. But I thought to myself, why is this man even bothering to clear his name? Then I remember that a strange son of his had accused him of many evils. This disloyal pastor had maligned and defamed my honorable host. Much had been said in the media about the allegations against this man. I realized that even this giant in the Lord had trembled under the sting of the accuser. I tell you, nothing can bring a great man to his knees like accusations. They need not to be true. They just have to be accusations. I want us to understand what makes accusations so powerful. And let us get to the bottom of this mystery. Let us find the source of accusatory power. When you understand why accusations are powerful, you'll be able to overcome their effects. Number one, accusations are powerful because they are all basically true. So because say who you refer, it is very possible say who you refer. The possibility that you are what they are saying is true is high. It's possible so the possibility that Uperman is true. And then as I make say obi starting ring, dinner obi and I say BB I catch your say we are now there. It's possible say it is true. It is possible. Because Jesus was a little bit different. But he, because he had no sin in him. But yeah, many it is very possible that what the people are saying is true. Or there's an altar of truth. It's possible say umpenipa. Yeah, or oh, yeah, hand time, and you're possible so your hand time. Oh, because oh, you're too known, it's possible so you're too known. Oh, because oh, we are so sick, is it? It is possible so we are so sick. Oh, because oh, gee, I'm up for Kuruma, it is possible, sir. What's an amigurino? It is possible, sir. Would you have a full it is It's in the dictionary. Number one, accusations are powerful because they are all basically true. Romans chapter seven verse eighteen. Bible says that for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Now, so I'm explaining what is an accusation. An accusation is a dirty trick that capitalizes on the existing sinfulness and weakness of human beings, of every man. It's an exposure of your weakness. In normal circumstances, it shouldn't be a problem because but God says that no. That's not how he wants us to live on this earth. Because it has a way of weakening us. It points the finger at our weak spots and weak points. Almost everything that we are accused of, almost, 
I'm not saying all, but I'm saying almost everything we are accused of is true. The only thing I can liken accusations to is to a cripple being made fun of by a person who walks normally. It is like pointing out to a paralyzed person that he's incapable and abnormal. Accusing someone is like laughing at a deaf and dumb person and showing him how deficient he is in his hearing and his speech. How do you think the deaf and dumb person would feel when his deficiency is being demonstrated to others? That is what it is like when a sinner is being told that he's sinful. Like this woman we read in John chapter 8. The Bible already shows how far from God we are. If you can imagine it, we are millions of years away from God's nature. We are all trying to be like God, but truth be told, we are not yet like God. As we are sitting here, if God was to show us all on the screen, starting from Yahyatihano, Bishop Chris, not screen number, no, starting from the back. <laughs> I should be the last. Starting from the back. I'm sure most of you will leave church. I'm sure by the time we are done, we will all be sure that, hey, Reverend, Reverend Gabby, when you holy, 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 hey, I didn't know what you Guess what? Why will leave this scripture in an beach? Who here then will be sure? As I'm speaking, I'm speaking prophetically also. Who here then will be sure? Holistic. The Bible already shows us how far from God we are. If you can imagine it, we are millions of years away from God's nature. The Bible says, Therefore, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, verse 9. We are so far from true holiness and righteousness. It is sin that separates us so far from God. It is only His mercy that brings us close. Can I have an amen? The Bible teaches us that we are essentially sinners. There are enough scriptures that declare us hopelessly and helplessly sinful. There is deep-seated evil in the heart of every human being. And we know it. We need no one to confirm this well-established truth. Notice all these scriptures that confirm all that I'm sharing. Like for example, Romans 3.10. It says that there is none righteous. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Jeremiah 17.9. Also, great men of God confessed that they were woefully sinful and inadequate when they came into the presence of God. For example, Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5, he said that, what is me? For I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then even prophet Isaiah, who God used to make major prophecies, got to a point where he could acknowledge that he is somewhere. He knew 
most of us make our men of God look like they are very holistic. But the truth of the matter is that he is also a man. So when people start saying um, he has not paid our slate and all those things, it could be true. But do you stand on just that one thing to make him look bad? You are a wicked man. It's not fair. And then you take the person to court and the person is forced to, within eight days, go and defend himself. People think that it's Lighthouse or um, Bishop Doug and his sons who are taking the people to court. They have taken the church to court and we have to defend it. Otherwise, what they are saying looks like it's true. Please, you are a devil if you don't learn this thing because most of us, even in our marriages, you are behaving like a witch and a wizard. In the church, you are behaving like, you can even be a pastor, but you are accusing me. There are pastors, I don't trust you. I'm telling you today, I don't trust you. Because you smell with me, but you are, you are, your mind is not working correctly. I don't. And through this teaching, you correct it. And yes, sir, wunti, una holy, holy, holy. Okay, say, oh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 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 I'm sorry. And that's how we support the church. So, Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. Job found out that he was a very bad person. Job, when he came to the presence of the Lord, he actually abhorred himself when he realized what he was. Job 42 verse 5, he said, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye seeth thee. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. The great prophet Daniel also confesses how evil he was. He said in Daniel chapter 9 verse 5, We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Also the apostle Paul in the New Testament at the end of his life described himself as the chief of sinners. Somebody who has written a lot of books, Gershon, he has written Romans, written 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, written Galatians, Ephesians, all these powerful books. He wrote it. But when he was about to die, he said, me, I am the chief of all sinners. It's a mistake for any man of God to think that telling me I'm a very man, a perfect man of God. That's why I'm reading, I say in honor of Prophet Dad, because he's saying something about himself here in this chapter. I'm nothing. And I also, because I'm nothing, I don't also have to make people feel bad. That's why Jesus showed us. That, that, where are the accusers? Let us look like Jesus. When somebody has an issue, it's not for you to go rather find a way of consoling the person, restoring the person, helping the person to come up, and then let the person be able to rise up again. Rise up again. Or see, and, they, and you who are stronger should help those that are weak in the church. He called himself the chief of sinners in his very last letter. Paul called himself a wretched man who could not get rid of his sinfulness in Romans 7.24. Now, let me talk about um, somebody who has died not too long. John Wesley, just about a few hundred, a hundred years ago. Interestingly, great men of God feel no sense of worthiness at the end of their lives. Notice what John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, said about himself at the end of his life. He said, I have been wandering up and down between 50 and 60 years. 
endeavoring in my poor way to do a little good to my fellow creatures. And now it is probable that there are but a few steps between me and death. And what have I to trust to for salvation? I can see nothing that I've done or suffered that will bear looking at. I have no other plea than this. I, the chief of sinners, am, but Jesus died for me. This is what he said when he was about to die. The founder of Methodist Church. Accuser, watch out for yourself. That is why Jesus wants us to stay off judging other people. Whatever judgment you pass is usually the judgment on yourself. There's a belief. Say, waxing on sun. Because accusation is called a pointing finger in Isaiah 58. Why you are actually times three of what you are saying. You cannot say woe without this one facing you. times three. You look very holistic, gentle, but a bit dead in 10 years' time when you are married and you'll be shocked that, hey, son, now you're hand time cross. Hand time, they are quite another level. So, eh, me who need to tell my sister, only you can't cross us. Who are you? Come on, you Who need to tell sister, only you can't cross us. Who are you? Two, who? Because who are you? Who be caught times three? Because who did it? I tell we are yet to mine it. Be careful in Romans 2.1 Therefore you have no excuse. Every one of you who passes judgment. For in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge, practice the same things. For you who judge, Practice the same thing. And that's why Jesus was shocked. That where, where are thine accusers? Because why didn't you bring the man who was fornicating or committing adultery with the lady? Why did you leave the man? And that's how most of us are. You bring somebody and then you leave somebody. How can the lady be fornicating alone? So where is the guy? We well, should have brought the two of them. But you know that he's your guy. And you know that you wanted to trap Jesus. Because one day, we don't know when we'll die. When you die and you stand before God, God should be able to say, I'm happy with you because you loved. Love is the major thing God will judge all of us on. Love. Because faithfulness is the type of love. Love covers a multitude of sins. And Satan cannot be loved. Satan does not have love. So he, he's opposite of love. Hatred exposes a multitude of sins. So you have a church where people are not... It's, it's, not, it's not Holy Spirit that is working. Satan. Be careful when you accuse and judge someone. The Bible says that you are actually practicing the same things over which you judge another. I believe that everything I have been accused about, this is Prophet Doug talking, and I'm just reading. I believe that, I believe that whatever people have accused me about is true in principle. I actually feel that they are true. 
and I endeavor to confess my sins every day. If someone accused me of stealing the church's money, I'll believe it is true. Perhaps I have taken money that I was not aware of. Perhaps I've mismanaged some of God's money. Perhaps I've wasted the church's money. Perhaps I have overpaid myself. Perhaps I've enjoyed luxuries that were not right. How could I tell? In all honesty, my sinful nature is real. And I cannot deny it even though I am a preacher. That is why I confess my sins every day. And that's why you must confess your sins every day. If someone accused me of adultery, I would believe it. That it is true. And I'll confess my sins. Why? I cannot deny much because even scripture says that if you look on a woman to lust after her, you have already committed adultery. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 28. And I must have done this many times over. And I always pray for mercy. Brothers, put your hand on your head and say, Mercy Lord. I don't know. He has committed adultery. You, you, the sister that you saw at Kaswanda the bridge. Some people even watch status just to just to do things. If somebody accused me of witchcraft, I would agree because rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. First Samuel chapter five verse twenty-three. I must have been rebellious against the Lord many times. We must be like Daniel who confessed these terrible sins in the first person. He believed he had committed them. His thinking was not... You see, he, Daniel had... In principle, he had not done this thing, but he saw himself as part of what his people had done. He, his thinking was not, I'm greatly loved by the Lord, I'm a great prophet of God. His thoughts were more like, I am a sinner who needs the grace of God. Notice his kind of prayer. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 4 to 7. And I'm just reading quickly. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, Oh Lord. You see, this is this Daniel who Bible talks about the fact that he was preferred above all his contemporaries. Why? Because he was somebody who no fault was found in him. He was blameless. He was faithful. So how come that now Daniel in chapter 9 is saying that Charlie are bad because he could see that it's possible that these my brothers and sisters who are being seen as sinful me too, I am like them so when he was praying he said that I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said oh Lord the great and dreadful God keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandment we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto the servants, the prophets, which speak in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us, confusion of faces. Heaven. I want to end by talking about the power of accusation that lies in the power of truth. It is the truth of this sinful nature that gives power to accusations. No matter how you deny an accusation, it will have an effect on you. And it does. Most of us have been affected by accusation. Oh, 
Make your papa tell kind newspaper. You know, oh papa, and come now so. And your effect was in some days, some weeks, some months, some years, it will come up again. And that's how Satan, most of us, we have, we have become some way by the things that was done to us when we were young. Said to us when we were young. Described to us when we were young. And, and those are accusatory arrows that were thrown at you. That you have not been able to recover. No matter how untrue an accusation is, it will damage you. You will think about what was said and you will be disturbed. Especially in your quiet moments. You will be uncertain about whether the allegations are really true or not. I know of no other weapon that can administer confusion to your life in such large doses than accusation. The accusation has a power. To, in, your, in your quiet moments, you can be thinking, say, ah, is it true that I'm a thief? Sometimes you are forced to even pray prayers that you don't know whether it is really. Yeah, because it's a thief. They have committed adultery. They say I've lied. Look, look at how the whole thing was described. Look, I don't think Prophet Doug has not been affected by what's going on. He has, but Christ has kept him going. Because, like, ah, what are they saying? What are they saying? So as we are forced to bring the truth out, then people are beginning to understand, oh, it is not as we thought, but it will have an effect on you. Some people may not even hear the other side of the truth. So what they have heard is what they think about you, and that's it. Number two, accusations are powerful because they stereotype you. They stereotype you. They, they put you in a format. It is because these accusations match you so perfectly with a no stereotype that they have such power over you. Now listen to the window or the illustration here. Accusations tend to categorize or stereotype a person. These stereotypes are associated with a number of evils. These stereotypes have been proven guilty over and over. Statistics show that these stereotypes do the things they are accused of. A woman who becomes a stepmother by virtue of her husband's past frolicking is matched perfectly with the stereotype of the wicked and selfish stepmother. No matter what she does and how much she cares for her stepchildren, she matches too well with the wicked stepmother stereotype. She will probably live her entire life under the shadow. You see, so there's this thought format that stepmothers don't like their stepchildren. And you know, so, be stepmother pair. The feeling is that, hmm, you know, so, we believe it easily. But is it not possible also that we have a stepmother who loves the children so much, but then the children who are some way? So sometimes, when you find yourself in that situation, like maybe you are going to marry a man and you become a stepmother to the children, you are already, you must already be ready to be ready to be ready, ready to be ready to be accused. It's a stereotype. 
married young pretty lady in the church is that of a husband seeker. It is very easy to believe that every single young lady in the church is simply seeking a husband. No matter how spiritual she looks, it is believed that she is looking for a husband. So she fits perfectly into the husband seeking stereotype. Such a person may be accused of even hoping to snatch somebody's husband. A stereotype of men is the adulterous husband who cannot stick to his wife. Therefore, when a married man with a grumpy, out-of-shape wife is accused of adultery, he fits perfectly into the adulterous husband stereotype. And most men have been accused by your wives that you have something to do with that lady in your office. You have something to do with that lady who gives you... You have something to do with that... It's a stereotype. And it's even in this church. If God doesn't control you, you can even curse people. And even pastors go through sin. You say, hey, girl, your man, Bishop, you say, and you are saying nonsense. Nonsense. I'm, I'm telling you, it is a stereotype. And one of the things that through these teachings that my father has given me is to always fight that stereotype. It's not easy to be a man of God. You keep fighting. It's not like you don't know. You hear. You know. You know what people are thinking. But you have to, because if you, if you don't take care, you cut all such people away. And so sometimes people who must be a blessing to you, you cut them off because you don't want to be in that stereotype. Satan. That's why we must honor prophet because all these things you wrote it many years ago. But you were not there. But you were you were coming there. You see, sometimes men who are quiet at home, they don't say anything. Because their wife has put them in a stereotype. So even when you have a call, which is a normal call, you can't take it. Because you should Sir. Oh, hello. Hey, Harriet. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. What, what is going on? We're here to your train. So, so, boss, God bless you so much. I love you so much. Okay. God is good. All the time, all the time, God is good. What are you saying, God is good? But under normal circumstances, oh, I love you so much shouldn't mean harmful. But Yahya corrupted so much and said, I love you so much means a lot of things to many people who are accusatory in their minds. Go to the pure, things are pure. Matching a man to this stereotype is very powerful because such a man is a perfect match. For that category. I remember a single unattached lady who was the worship leader in her church. She led the praises and she loved to worship God. She and many other sisters in the church had enjoyed a good relationship with their pastor. One day out of the blue, the pastor's wife came up to her and said, you can never have my husband. No matter what you do, you will never have him. I want you to know that I have three children with him and he will never marry you. I just want you to know, she concluded. The worship leader was shocked. Ah, to say the least, she did not understand what was happening. 
the pastor found himself in a very uncomfortable situation, having to balance the relationship between his wife and the worship leader. To say the least, the relationships became awkward and permanently disrupted. So let's say, as you are sitting here, maybe you are watching, it feels like you. It feels like you. It feels like you too. I, I, I'm happy I'm reading book. Otherwise you say that I'm preaching. I'm reading book. What have people said about Bishop Saki? What have people said about Bishop Dad? Hey, the people who sing around him, you hear things. You hear things. Hey, Chalewia say, I don't sing for me again, okay? Don't. It's not like that. We must grow out of this. Does that mean that everybody is like that? Even if they are that, please pray for them. Pray for them. And don't put yourself in that corner because we, well, Satan has employed you and is paying you. Do this work for me. Do this. A church must be a church where there is love. Love made dull. Even if I have an issue, let's sit down and talk about it. Instead of, hey, take it out of the church and to go to the office. There must be love. Who your Christian here, there must be love. A lot of women have been paralyzed by their men's, their husband's accusations. Hey, I didn't know Ben Bermanisa. There are men who are also accusatory. Who called you? Sometimes you even ask who called you, but the way after the call, you will relate with your wife. Oh, you're a machine. Sir, me and my wife are in picky calls. How can you live a life like that? Are we in prison? Today's message. It's for all of us. Many one can make one say, "Mama Jesus." Say, "Mama Jesus." Mama, mama, we say we have a suspect. Wow, we born say we have a suspect. Wow, we born say we have a who say Namisha. Yeah, that's why I must finish it. This sudden. Accusation by the pastor's wife had tremendous power because the worship leader fitted into the single lady husband seeking stereotype. While the pastor was, look, as I'm preaching, I'm, I want to curse somebody. I've not done this in church before. I'm going to do it now. Okay, I'll do it. You can take me out and say, Bishop, curse. I'm, I'm, I'm cursing. I saw everybody here cursing. You curse those who fall into the lane that Satan is walking in. If, you shouldn't have a problem with me. Then you begin to let somebody's heart turn. Whereas the person was to be here, you will see that, oh, I'm reading a book and I'm explaining. You are a twister, twister. What is her? When you prefer, so you're bent for. Oh, but sorry, you can't offer it now. Oh, be sorry, so I'm a different reason. But I'm afraid you could not find it. You say, hey, who could not find it? I could draw on the orgy. 200 Ghana City, orgy 500. It is common in churches. Because of that, people can't testify. You are a wizard. You are a witch. And I curse you in the name of Jesus. 
Some of these things go on in this church right from Bishop Queen's time. Even before I came here, I knew. I'm a prophet today, I'm telling you. I'm not just a pastor. I know things. Some of you, I smile with you, but I know you, your heart is not correct. I'm just trying to pull you closer. Including pastors in front. There was a time I told Reverend Lord, you are not thinking correctly. And he said, yes, I am. Many times I'll tell Reverend Richard, your mind is not correct. After your mind is not correct. Reverend Gabby, what is this? Those who are close to me, I don't leave them free. Because I know, I know what has entered into your heart four months ago. And as I keep talking about it, you are correcting a wrong thought, and I can prove it to you now. But you see, don't do that. Because what is that? You are spoiling the church. As you are telling somebody what you are thinking, which is accusatory, you are spoiling the person's mind. And the person will also go and stand somewhere else. By the time you realize, we are in the church, but we are spoiling the church. This person and this person is not talking because this person says that this person says that this person is saying that. Shame on you. One day I, I did something and then I, I had no my wife was not there. She had heard what had gone on. And the explanation was given. I'm saying with facts. I said, oh, baby, that was not it all. Why 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 do you twist things? And you smile with me. It's not nice. Say, so, oh, uh, hey, then I'll go catch a bit of events now. Oh, you see that? Look, as I'm talking, I've not rehearsed. There's something that's working on me. And it's the Holy Spirit. I just pray, Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit. So as I stand here, He's just speaking through me. So I, it comes and I say, it comes and I say. When I finish, the thing will lift up. So how can I sit down and then I'll say, manufacture and say, I'll say this here, I'll say this here, I'll say it. When you preach and tell, when you preach on himself, it comes. So if I'm saying something that looks like your story, please just take it as God speaking to you. Instead of going to stand somewhere and discuss with somebody and make the whole thing look very bad, you are spoiling the church. Look at your neighbor and with a squeeze face, tell the person, are you, are you the one who has been doing that thing in the church? <laughs> we must love ourselves. Oh, Hannah, you don't love anybody in this church. Pray that God will let you love. Because as a pastor of this church, my heart is big. I want all of us to love ourselves. Even if somebody makes a mistake. My principle is, Oh, yeah, baby, I know that I can't watch them. I can't watch them. I can't watch them. So I get the facts. Instead of sitting down and then presuming and assuming and then I'm assuming and I'm assuming and I'm assuming, 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 assuming. By the time you are you are consumed. It is because these, the sudden accusation by the pastor's wife had tremendous power because the worship leader fitted into the single lady husband seeking stereotype, while the pastor also fitted the adulterous husband with a grumpy wife stereotype. It is because these accusations match you so perfectly with a known stereotype that they have such power over you. Number three, accusations are power because they thrive on the power of deception. If what the accuser of the brethren says is the right thing, then judgment must be meted out to us. Somehow, God does not pass the judgments that correspond to all these accusations. If most accusations were followed up, many of the accused people would have to be put to death and sent to hell. 
Somehow, the accusations are not valid. We have been declared not guilty to all charges, allegations and accusations. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. Clap for Jesus, clap for Jesus, clap for Jesus. The blood of Jesus and the mercy of God have changed the equation and rendered the accusations useless. Satan knows this, but he still intimidates us and harasses us with accusations, guilt and fear until we are confused. He fights us with so much confusion that we do not know whether we are good or bad. So sometimes, especially as you are growing old, a lot of things that you have gone through and you have heard and seen can make you non-relational. It's like so deeper. Because a lot of accusations that you have seen and heard and gone through. But that is not how God wants you to live your life. When you are you should live freely. And happily. That's why I'm teaching this thing with strength. Because I don't want a church where it's not a good church. It's not a proper church. It is not. It is not. It is not. And we must fight it. We must fight it strongly. forgiving and we are free. Lift up your hand and say, thank you Lord for your blood. God actually loves us and really likes us though it is difficult to believe sometimes. He wants us to be with him and he has a deep, passionate and warm feeling for us. Reverend, because of accusations, I sometimes find it difficult to believe that God loves me. When it's a question. I feel sinful. This is your prophet, my prophet, and I know the reality of sin in me. Satan thrives on these feelings and condemns me constantly. But we shall overcome the accuser of the brethren. In Jesus' name. Clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Number four. Accusations have an effect because Satan's spiritual power is behind every accusation. Satan is a spirit and he works spiritually through the weapon of accusation. Satan intimidates and harasses God's servants. His aim is to remove you from the ministry and stop you from doing the good things God has called you to do. I assure you, many of the bad thoughts that come to your mind are from the devil. Resist the power behind the accusations and recognize that a spiritual force is working against you and that God says you are a good person and God believes in you. Clap your hands for Jesus. I'm ending by this. All of us sitting here, no matter what you have done, I want you to know that God loves you. Bible says that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Whilst we were yet sinners, whilst we were yet sinners, a brother yet a bonnier for poop, by dying for us. How much more when you have become a Christian and you slip? Will he not with that same love say, My son, why? Come. I still have, and, and so when he sees somebody who is trying to amplify your problems, he's not happy. He's not happy. He's like, What are you saying? Even whilst they were yet sinners, I died for them. So why are you making their issues so big? I don't like it. I don't like it. That's why in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, or say, And the accuser of the brethren was cast down. He was cast down. 
was cast down, four things happened. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. And I said down because it's from heaven to earth. But he was cast out down. And with angels were cast out with him. Look at the next verse. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation. So the first thing that comes when accusation is cast out is salvation. And salvation, like two weeks ago, our minister was explaining to us, means sozo. It means wholeness. It means completeness. It means prosperity. It means healing. All those things will not come if there's accusation. Some of you are sick because somebody is accusing you. You have high blood pressure. Your face is changing. Your skin color is changing. You have pimples because something is eating you up. But the day that thing goes and the person says, I love you. The person says, look, no matter what you do, that doesn't realize that we are all well. There's salvation in the church. There's salvation in our lives. And strength. So when there's an accusation, there's weakness. But when accusation is cast out, there's strength. If couples will learn this, we'll not accuse ourselves. And then there'll be strength in the house. And the kingdom of our God, or God's way of doing things, would be available. That's kingdom of God. God's way of doing things will be available. And not only that, and the power of his Christ. You see real power that Christ reveals. Anywhere there's no accusation, when I come to church, and then you are thinking funny about me, it will even hinder me from saying receive it. But when I come and I can feel love, you realize I say, Lord, bless your people, and then people are falling, people are receiving, things are changing. That is what Satan will do everything to bring confusion in the church. But we must fight it. We must say, Satan, we will not accept you to play these games with us because we know the truth that sets us free. Stand to your feet, my brother, my sister. Clap your hands for Jesus. Those who are not clapping, please close your eyes. And just for some few seconds, ask God to forgive you. Because we are all in this message. Knowingly or knowingly, you have accused somebody before. Is it okay to open your mouth and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive us. As a church, forgive us. You see, one thing that everybody wants to do is say, oh me, this thing is not me, it is this person. Don't remove yourself in the message. It is you, it is me. I have accused before. God is showing me mercy. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, show me mercy. Lord, show me mercy. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Oh, forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Lord is purging the church. Forgive us, Lord. We will not accuse each other. We will not think funny. Look, irrespective of what we have done, we should rather be prayerful. We should pray for each other. We should show each other love. Jesus exemplified it by stooping to the ground and saying, Ah, where are thine accusers? If you think you have not done anything like that, throw the first stone. Ah, la Oh, yo, Mami. Oh, lift up your hands to the Lord. Oh, you demon for Keyboard down. 
Jesus Oh Jesus Jesus Oh You Sing it again Oh you Dima Yes, we'll be there, my wife. Oh, you Oh, 
For the last time, yeah. say, oh, brother, say, oh, brother, such a river. The presence of God is filling this place. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for this church. I pray for your sons and your daughters. Heal our hearts, oh God. May we love instead of accuse. 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 May we never accuse our brothers. May we never accuse our sisters. May we never accuse our wives. May we never accuse our husband. May we never accuse our father. May we never accuse our mother. May we never accuse our pastors. May we never accuse our bosses. May we never accuse our employees. May we never accuse our subordinates. May we never accuse, oh God, our in-laws. May we never accuse our, accuse our mother-in-law. May we never accuse our father-in-law. May we never accuse, Lord, that deliver us from this thing, this demonic effect, Lord. In the name of Jesus, deliver this church, Lord. May we walk in love, Lord. May we walk in love, Lord. May we be like Jesus. 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 We will not support sin, but we will cover up our God and say, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. This morning I pray, Holy Spirit, in the realms of the Spirit, I plant love in this church. Even things that have hurt people in the past that have paralyzed them. I pray that it will be counteracted by love. Hurts that have happened in time past. A year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago, twelve years ago. Some are even hurt by how their brother or their sister or their pastor friend was treated or related with and they were not happy about. But Father, heal these hearts with love. May we have a sweet spirit. May these accusations never affect our lives. We pray that from today, we are overcomers. We will do well in every facet of our lives. I curse the spirit of accusation that always attacks us. We are free from them and from its effects. In the name of Jesus. And God's people say, Amen. Is it okay to clap for Jesus? Please take your seats. As you are seated, every eye closed. As you are seated, every eye closed. If you are here this morning, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You are not born again. You want to say, Bishop, what do I do? Simple. I'll pray a simple prayer with you, less than one minute. And then through that prayer, you'll be saved. Don't let Satan accuse you that you're a bad person. Jesus loves you. 
Baby, I'll tell Message of a man's answer. If you are here like that, you want me to pray that prayer with you? Just where you're sitting, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You want me to pray with you specially? So you become born again. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. If your hands are not up, that means that you are born again. And if you are born again, then we are all going to take the Lord's Supper, which is this powerful meal called the communion. Father, I pray for every one of us. May our salvation even gets to the end. May we endure also to the end. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people, please say amen. amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Communion. for you eat in remembrance of me this morning as you take this bread I wanted to say that Jesus is bringing healing Jesus is helping you Jesus is granting you the ability to overcome your enemies including the accuser lift out the bread and say the body of Jesus, the body of Jesus. and eat it please Please lift up the cup and say the blood of Jesus and drink it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that by the communion we receive forgiveness, we receive mercy, we receive healing, we receive deliverance, we receive advancement, we receive prosperity. We walk in your perfect will. May this week be the best of the weeks we've enjoyed. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 
0573-240-449 0540-774941 Stay blessed.